Welcome to the Good News Express International, an inspirational program designed to explore how the good news of the gospel changed ordinary lives into extraordinary believers. Join prophetic teacher Bonnie Jones as she gathers testimonies of believers from around the globe, from the unknown to the well-known, from the hidden to the forefront, and everywhere in between, express the impact of the good news of Jesus. And now, here is your host, Bonnie Jones. Welcome to the Good News Express, where everyone's testimony is important because the gospel, the good news, it touches everyone's life, whether you realize it or not. You know, the scripture says that everyone is going to recognize Jesus Christ. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. So everyone at some point or another is going to hear the good news. But we just want to bring some things out and uh, we welcome you to join us uh, to be a part of the Good News Express. You know, Jesus came out of the wilderness. First thing he was preaching was repentance. And this is a real time that I believe the world is called to repentance. But today we have a very special guest and you are just going to be so blessed to hear how the good news has impacted his life and not only how it impacted his life, but what he has done across the nations with the good word. So George, I just want to welcome George Parrott to our program today. Welcome to the Good News Express, George. Well, thank you, Bonnie. It's great to be with you. And we just love your heart and what you're doing with these broadcasts. It's so important to release the voice of God moving in everyone around the world today. It is, it is indeed. And, um, you know, I've sat on this for like 20, 21 years. The Lord gave this to me, but he didn't allow me to like birth it until 2020, 2021. So, but uh, George is, and I want to get this right. He has many titles and he is probably one of the most humble men that I know. And I know a lot of people, <laughs> but George is president of CMM World Missions and also president of CMM College of Theology. And he has planted many churches around the, the, around the globe. And he's so involved with missions. It's amazing. He was part of Morningstar for, I don't know, how many years, George? Almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. Yeah, he was part, that, that's when I came to know George and Anna. And uh, his wife is just a delight. To know Anna is to know the love of the Lord. So, George, I'd like to start by asking you, I know you're of Cuban descent. And um, I want to know first how you came to know the Lord. Um, you know, were you a little boy? Were you a teenager? And like, what was the setting? What were you doing? How did the good news impact you? <laughs> I was getting in all kinds of trouble for years. <laughs> it is amazing <laughs> how he watches over us even before we acknowledge him. You know, I grew up in a, a, a good Christian home, great father and mom. And we were part of a Methodist church, but they didn't really talk about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And um, so as in my teens, you know, in the, in the late 60s and early 70s, um, got into all kinds of drugs and alcohol. I had friends die from drug overdose, friends sent to prison. Um, and the Lord just watched over me and, and by his grace and mercy, I owe it all to him that he kept me alive. I met my wife at a young age. I was married when I was 23. Um, and uh, we were kind of into new age things. We explored, we were seeking the love and the presence of God, but th I didn't really encounter that till my early thirties. And we'd had a business failure up in New England and I was near suicide. And I started to watch the 700 Club and other Christian preachers on TV and gave my heart to the Lord. And it's been a wonderful uh, adventure beyond uh, description, beyond belief of, of God's miraculous hand of how he pulled me out of the miry clay and brought me into his marvelous light. And most of my adult life was spent in the marketplace and the Lord had really blessed us in the real estate investing business. That gave me the time and the money to go and 
to missions. And so um, I had called CMM, the Carell family, which is now Christ Mandate for Missions in um, early 1998 for a tax receipt for oh, the prior right. year. And Michael, <laughs> the son of the founders, said, uh, hey, do you want to go to the Philippines to speak at a Bible school graduation? And I said, oh, my, I haven't been to Bible school. I'm not ordained. And he said, the Lord's looking for available hearts. And that began the great wow. adventure in international missions. That's amazing. Wow, that's that's incredible. And you got the name off for a tax receipt. That's crazy. So so now take us on your journey. So now you started, you went for this uh, Bible to do a Bible class then to, to teach in the school? Well, I taught at a, a, um, a graduation in the Bible school in the Northern Philippines, and it just wrecked uh, me and changed my life. The first night we rode in a back of a jeepney, like a pickup truck with a cover and about 15 people in it. And we rode up through uh, dry river beds and up in the mountains and saw the most stars in the sky I'd ever seen because there was no electricity around there. Uh -huh. And it went for over an hour um, and we pulled over alongside a gravel road and walked down a trail in some trees. And there was a circle of buckets, paint buckets and bleachers. And oh. the people came from all directions out of the dark to come and worship the Lord. And there's a church there now in that place. And I was just so amazed with the, um, the um, joy of the Lord in the Filipino people and uh, when I got back to Manila after three weeks up there in the mountain tribal areas, I picked up a glass of ice water and I just began to weep of like, oh God, how are we so blessed? And what have I been missing? And it's like, I knew I'd been saved um, for many years, but it's like every cell in my being um, encountered the presence and the light and the illuminating fire and the holy fear of the Lord, and it just changed my life forever. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, we in America, we are so spoiled because we have basically everything. And I know I spent like six weeks in India <clears throat> back in 03. And yeah, it made you grateful for everything. I mean, you're so appreciative because they have so little. And yet they love the Lord. And I mean, everything was so important to them. And I thought, oh my goodness, I think every, every teenager should take a trip to a third world country because I think it would radically change their way of thinking. <laughs> they, they wouldn't worry about their cell phones and stuff. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. It's, it's absolutely true, Bonnie, of how um, we become addicted to luxuries in this country. Yeah. And the Lord spoke to me early on and reminds me that um, um, one of my callings is to get people out of their comfort zones, what's familiar, and to encounter the Lord in other cultures. You know, I've been to India. Wow, uh, six weeks is a long time to be in India, but I've seen more miracles in India. I've been to mainland China, uh, Cuba many times, and about 55 nations of the 70 nations where we have friends serving on the front lines. And we just grow through relationships and, and referrals and divine connections. And from the very beginning, the Lord had me praying, Lord, introduce me to remarkable men and women around the world who are making a real impact in the kingdom of God. And he's so faithful to answer prayers. And that's how I met you, Bonnie. You're an answer to prayer. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it, it's just been amazing. So now, I know that you've like raised a lot of money for missions, you know, for different, because you take care of everything. I, I get beeps on my phone all the time. It's like, you're here, you're there. You're like Superman. You're like the Holy Spirit. I was going to say Superman, but you're like Holy Spirit because yeah. you are everywhere around the globe and you're, you're raising funds for people in all kinds of situations. You know, I think like Billy Graham had such a, well, it's really um, uh, Franklin that has a great outreach. But I think his is more limited than yours. You're, you are doing so many things for so many people around the globe. So tell us, tell us how and what you're doing. How, kind of like how that came about. I think you're already telling us, but, you know, what is sure. it? How do you do? Well, the, the, our steps are ordered of the Lord, as the word says. 
And it's just amazing how his grace connects people together. And we're going to see more and more of that in the days ahead. And over the years, um, you know, even when I was a, a young man, a teenager, um, I was gifted with a really good memory for faces, for, for names, for uh, numbers, things like that. And it's amazing how, you know, his word in Romans 8, 28 comes to pass of he really works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Then all types of different work, you know, of construction work, worked on oil rigs, management in restaurants and businesses and sales organizations. And um, um, just to be able to, to cherish what the Lord highlights you know, and he used 12 ragtag guys for disciples. One betrayed them, but um, the others were able to change the world. And I owe a lot to my father, John W. Parrott Sr., who really knew the word of God, um, knew history. I wish he could have, uh, he and Bob could have met because they would have had a good time telling stories and how God watched over him and um, uh one thing led to another, and then just uh, through these divine connections and networking people, someone might say, oh, I had a dream last night about um, Mongolia, or I had a vision of uh, Dominican Republic, uh, and these things, and it's like, oh, well, I know people there, we can connect. So just through connecting people for God's purposes and glory, aid began to come in of different people. Uh, I could share hours of miracle testimonies of how it supplied but you know the lord had me lay down our successful real estate business and we had started with five hundred dollars by faith in 1994 and in seven years time the lord grew that to over 15 million dollars of uh, equity in homes and value and i traded that for missions and he told me before 9 11 in march of 2001 to sell all the properties mm. and then six months later 9-11 happened and uh, I had begun the process of liquidating the properties to be prepared and we moved to the Carolinas in the summer of 2002 to be part of Morningstar and CMM was actually founded in uh, 1978 uh, in Charlotte so there was a lot of reasons we knew we were going to be doing more traveling we wanted to be more connected with Rick Joyner, Morningstar, and, uh, and international travel. And the aid began to come in. And so you know, I traded $15 million in business, but the Lord has grown that to over $100 million for missions. Most, uh, you know, good, over half of that would be of gifts in kind, of humanitarian aid, of uh, medical equipment, vitamins, uh, medicines, all types of things, dental laboratories, uh, cargo box after cargo box. And we do see doing that more and more in the days ahead to be able to be there in the event of a disaster um, and humanitarian aid to bring aid. You know, for example, since August, we brought um, 500 people out of Afghanistan into a neighboring country to safety and we're helping to care for them, provide for them, disciple them. And we've also rescued over uh, 100 people, mostly women who were in sex trade business to bring them into safe houses, give them comfort, protection, safety, uh, along with health care and food and medicines, and um, then also vocational training. But that's such a traumatic experience to go through. It takes a long time to heal and a lot of loving, caring support to bring them through. Yeah, that, that's probably the ultimate you know, um, so like for, well, I've got multiple questions I want to ask you, um, mm -hmm. like how difficult was it to get the people out of Afghanistan? And then another question I have for you is, um, how do you go about, you gather the supplies, you know, medical supplies, et cetera, then how do you go about getting them into the countries where sometimes there's such opposition that they, you know, and. Yes, it is a, it is a challenge, you know, for years, um, we had, it was just by God's protection and provision of how he would send us 
partners who would pay for shipping. And so a lot of times I felt like this, the dispatch desk of like, <laughs> hey, I got, uh, I got a hundred wheelchairs and I got some x-ray machines. Okay, I'd make some calls around to friends in different countries who, who needs this? And then I'd make some other calls to people. Hey, can you do this? Like even one time we shipped uh, $20 million in aid to Guatemala, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, we had an intern from Guatemala who was living here with us at that time, uh, Cristobal Chamale Jr., great friends to this day and his whole family. And so he was making calls. He called Chiquita Banana Company. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember Bob Jones' vision of that big banana. Yeah, this right. was like like ten or fifteen years before that. And so uh, Chris Jr. called Chiquita Banana, and and they said, "Yeah, we have we have full boatloads going to America with bananas and produce, but uh, sometimes they come back empty. So we hitched a ride with twenty million dollars of aid to Guatemala. It didn't cost us. And so just time after time of these uh, um, God provided methods of transport and provision yeah. help get the aid out there. Now in countries like in Asia with the Afghanistan uh, surrender, um, there we pretty much just sent funds in. But now yeah. through our network of embedded indigenous people, the Lord showed me like 15 years ago that there's no place on earth that we can't go if we go in his timing and led by the Holy Spirit using his friends. You know, we're Many countries, you and I can't go. We wouldn't be welcome. We couldn't get in there or right. be very dangerous. But through our network, we have the, the spies boots on the ground in countries. And so uh, friends from uh, Asia, I won't say which countries, um, were able to go into Afghanistan and, uh, believe it or not, make friends with some of the Taliban to get visas oh. to get these 500 people out of um, uh, Afghanistan, and then to pay Taliban soldiers at the border to allow these people to cross. So it's just like um, uh, espionage for the glory of the Lord yeah. to be able to go into places like this. We have an example that's on record uh, publicly from 2011. There was an 11-year-old uh, girl who uh, named Rimsha in Pakistan who was charged with blasphemy by a local imam. So I called our guys that lived around that city uh, to go into that neighborhood and to find that guy. And they identified him, verified that it was him. He was boasting that, yeah, he charged that girl with blasphemy. And some said that she was you know, either retarded or, or mentally challenged. Um, so here's this innocent girl facing death over something she didn't do. And um, so our friends there became uh, righteously indignant, identified the man, and then one was bold enough to call international leaders. And he was able to get through uh, Prime Minister David Cameron of the United Kingdom at that time. And that began to voice it on the world stage. And so we were able to get the the charges dropped, and it's like an Esther and Haman story. And now that imam is in the prison where she was held. Yeah. And then we had to hire private military contractors to go to the prison when she was being loose because there was throngs of people waiting outside to kill her and her family. So we had a, there was pictures of a helicopter flying into the prison compound to take her and her family out. And then after some months, we were able to get them legally into Canada where they're living now. So, um, you know, years ago, I had no idea in the beginning when I got into missions in the late 90s that the Lord would have us be doing these things. But I remember a word Bob Jones gave me in uh, 2013 um, about the Middle East and the Mediterranean. And uh, those things are still coming to pass. So um, I love and miss Bob, I know you do too. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's just amazing. I'm sure you have story after story of just how God has really uh, like interwoven, you know, it's, it's like a matrix, you know what I mean? And he just puts together, it, like you said, being led by the Holy Spirit and his timing, you know, and and he works all things together for, for his glory. I mean, you can't give the glory to any man. But it's no, and he's always doing things exceedingly abundantly 
beyond what we can think or imagine. And uh, I love dreaming with God and I love the visions that he shows me. And it's like, I'm just uh, on my face many times, humbling and weeping before the Lord. And it's just like, here I am, Lord, use me, send me like the scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has in time after time. So tell me, how did, um, how were you able to implement things through this COVID-19? What, what did you do to help people around the world during that time? We turned off the news and we oh, stayed in the, in the good news. The Lord spoke to me in the summer of 2020. He says, what are you doing watching all this garbage? Look to me for the truth yeah. and the really good news. And I began to watch less. I still stay informed, you know, a couple times a day with what the headlines are. But also it was a call to action, you know, for the um, spirits of control, Jezebel, Leviathan, whatever, of Chinese Communist Party, uh, Islam, socialist, Marxist. It's like, pick one and know that the Lord prepared us for this time. You know, did, has he allowed these things to happen? Because he trusts the sons of God to rise up as his ecclesia, his remnant. He, amidst the apostasy, when, when many um, lukewarm Christians are saying, oh, it's not worth it, and they're just complying, um, and going along with uh, the status quo of things, but they're giving up their rights and their freedom. And there's uh, some great um, material, great book, one, one great book that I, I've been reading that Rick has talked about and others. Lloyd Phillips did a teaching in our, our uh, Council of Issachar recently on the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. And I recommend people to continue to read, press into the Lord to show um, the roots and the battles uh, that Christians have faced since the time of Christ. Yeah. That it is an exciting time that, that we need to be words, speaking words of life and faith and prophetic encouragement into people. Because many, we've seen even many Christians uh, lose their hope and lose their bearings or their, their compass of, of what the true north is that we have in Jesus. So we have a, a mission to to help redeem technology if we're on lockdowns and can't travel like we used to, we're impacting, I feel, even more. You know, recently in December or November, we, we ordained 300 pastors in India that are impacting, sending out evangelists wow. and getting pictures every week of baptisms, of people coming to the Lord, of miracles happening. We ordained 100 in Kenya uh, last month. And we're going to be doing more and we're having several conferences with leaders in Africa and Asia and America and South America um, of just really engaging of being about the father's business. And the more we keep our eyes on the Lord, you know, like Jesus was asked, what's the most important commandment? And he said to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And he has really shown me that there is um, uh, eternal keys um, that will unlock and open doors, grant favor with, with God and man, including governments, by feeding the poor. And not just blanket dropping off food at a corner and say, here's some free stuff, but through our established relationships with trusted, proven friends, boots on the ground, of helping them care for the brethren who are really part of our body, you know, globally, Right. all with different functions, different gifts, uh, different callings, but always with Jesus Christ's head. So he makes it simple that even I cannot understand, and I'm so thankful for that. And so a lot of times we're just called to simplify, encourage, and shine brighter amidst the darkness, like we read in Isaiah 60, that even deep darkness will cover the earth as the water covers the sea. But the glory upon God's children, his sons of God, the daughters of God, will shine brighter and brighter. So I'm uh, just um, overjoyed and excited about what he's going to do next. Yeah. And you know, <clears throat> when you said that about feeding the poor, you know, Bob said to me that um, Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, you know what their real sin was. He said it wasn't the homosexuality. That was a part of it. But their real sin was not taking care of the poor. Wow. And I said, really? He said, yeah, if that's what their real sin was. They did not take care of the poor. So, yeah, 
That's powerful. And we even work on helping give out aid in America with inner city, with homeless, with uh, trafficking victims. And so it's we don't have to go far. And what I was going to say a moment ago was that, um, you know, we, we keep our eyes on the Lord and we love our neighbors ourselves. And as we pour out and give to others, it takes our focus off ourselves or the, any anxiety or despair that we may be going through. That it's the way the Lord created us was to love him and to love others. Right. And I remember um, T.D. Smith, this old Baptist pastor that spoke at one of the Harvest Fests, I think in 2005, um, over at the amphitheater nearby. And he asked, who wants more answered prayers? And everybody raised their hand. He said, the key to answered prayer is praying more for others than you pray for yourself. Yep. I'll never forget that. Yeah, yeah. And, and isn't that part of, you know, like Christ becoming more in, in, you know, being less of me and more of him, you know, it's, yeah, thinking, putting other people first. And that's, I think we, especially here in the States, it's like we get so selfish, self-centered, you know, and that's really sin, but we need to think of others and put them first, you know, so I would say you're like a Johnny Appleseed. You plant <laughs> seeds, many good seeds around the world. I can't wait to see. Well, I will wait to see, but can you imagine what your uh, crowns are going to be like when you get to heaven? <laughs> you won't be able to. Well, you know, I love how uh, we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus and that we're in preparation for reigning with the Lord and that we get to uh, prophetically see what the Lord sees. He invites, it says, come up here in Revelations 4.1 and Psalm 139. Um, 16 says that before the foundation of the world, all the pages in our book were of our lives were written in his book. And he invites us to see this script. So it's just surrendering our own life, our own will, our own plans and agenda of like, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then he shows it. And, and I love um, empowering people like you do, Bonnie, with the Good News Express show um, to release their voice that of the the days of the the spectator church were never meant to be right. we're all to be participators yeah. and doing things and and like apostle paul to see everyone complete in christ so we we when we see people we i ask the lord show me what you see in them to help me speak to that to give them hope and faith and boldness to be all that you created them to be and they don't have to be a model or a duplicate or a clone, but to be that unique creation, one in all eternity, that there's nobody else like them. Yeah. You know, you mentioned twice about hopelessness. And, you know, the Lord probably a year ago, I'm, I'm guessing, told me about three. He called them plagues that were coming. But the one was, you know, virus. And then he said boils. I'm like, well, wow. it boils on people's bodies. And I'm okay. But the third one and the most important one <clears throat> is hopelessness. Because, and you know, I think that's the plan of the enemy. I mean, pe people in the world are basically hopeless. You know, they hope in the wrong things. But if the enemy can get Christians derailed, you know, discouraged, all those things, and put us into a place of hopelessness, you know, I think that's his you know, main plan is to get Christians derailed and hopeless. And yeah, you know, a shocking uh, statistic that's come out the last four to six weeks by insurance uh, companies is that in the age group of 20 to 49 in, in 2021, the death rate, and not from COVID, was up 49% in one year in the age group of 20 to 49 wow. and not from COVID. So as believers, you know, we, we may be um, uh, restricted some depending on where we are due to the pandemic, but we can use technology or we can get out in our neighborhoods to check on people of all ages to be a, a lighthouse of hope and encouragement of help, of share a can of tuna fish or some beans with them if they need it, to pray with them. And the harvest truly is great and the fields are wide unto harvest, but the laborers are few. But we literally will be used uh, to save lives. 
not just spiritually, but in the in the physical sense as well. And this is um, no time for, I think Bob would talk about, no, uh, there's no room for uh, uh, chickens with the eagles. I forget his yeah, right. exact wording. Yeah. But no time for cowards. You know, we read now, I think in Revelation 19, that the first group thrown into the lake of fire with the adulterers, murderers, um, and the liars is um, the cowards. Cowards go first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we need to pray for that acts for, you know, the boldness. We need to yes. walk in that, you know, the, the boldness because yes. we, can't, we can't cower. I mean, we're yeah. really on that dividing line right now, you know, which, which way do you go? You know, but, you know, I want to yeah. shift gears here for a minute. I know that um, the Lord has used you in mighty ways uh, in missions, et cetera, and in, in your school of theology, but he's also used you prophetically to speak into the lives of people, important people. So I remember being at the morning star and in 2016 and hearing you get up and share the testimony about you being able to give a word to our future president. So can you share with us how that went? Hey, the Lord is so amazing. My wife and I had been in Rhodes, Greece for a meeting and we were coming back. And so we were dealing with uh, Hurricane Mateo that had passed through Cuba and Haiti. And we have friends and missionaries, family in both of those nations. So I was dealing with that. And the week before on October 7th, 2016, Andrew Brunson, one of our good friends was put in prison for two years in Turkey. Of course that was unfolding. So I had paid for the Wi-Fi. I don't always do that, but I did on that trip to stay in touch with what was going on. So over the Atlantic, I'm just resting. It's so important to rest in the Lord. And the Holy Spirit says, when you speak to Donald Trump, call him President Trump. I said, yes, Lord, I'm here. I'll do it. Show me what to say. And you set up the meeting. And so this was on Wednesday, the 14th of October, um, 2016. So Thursday, I'm sweating bullets, but trusting the Lord that he's going to give me the words to say. And so, oh, on the flight, um, after he said that to me, two or three hours goes by, and I get an email that Donald Trump's going to be in Charlotte at the Civic Center for a public rally, and they want to invite 30 area pastors and leaders to meet privately with Donald Trump before the public rally. And I said, yes, that's it. It's like, Lord, you're a I'll be there. <laughs> and, you know, who am I, Lord? Who am I? <laughs> and, um, and then uh, Thursday, I'm praying for, and the Lord gives me clarity in the afternoon of what exactly what to say. And then Friday night, it happens. And so um, John Bonnick and Justin Perry and I rode down together to the Civic Center. Hmm. And I'm sitting between them. And, and they started at the other end of the room. And, and Donald Trump was already running late. So it's like, Lord, I know <laughs> you've got this. You're in control. And they come around the room. And so I'm like a little first grader. I can see the moderator, Frank Turek, emotioning to, to Donald Trump, hey, we need to get out there. And, and so I'm over there and he calls a guy in the corner, two seats besides me on the other side of Justin. So I just put my hand up like a little first grader, like <laughs> I'm not gonna put my hand down till he calls on me. Right. And, and then after that guy finished and he was a, a, a great uh, long-winded preacher, when he was done, <laughs> they, they called on me. And I first thing I said was President Trump, and and I have a transcript of the word and it's, and it's in my book. We'll talk about it a little bit, if time permits. Um, and I gave him a word about being a new father of America and releasing entrepreneurial spirit and love of freedom and truth in the younger generations, and that there would be a um, treaty between America and Israel that would face. Um, um, resistance around the world, but it would be approved and would have great spiritual and financial impact on the U.S. and Israel. And, and at the beginning, I had said, um, uh, you know, I said, Mr. President opened up with a little intro and <clears throat> tried to recall exactly what I said, the Lord is allowing you to be humbled at this time so that you ent can enter into his throne room to receive the divine strategy and the blueprints to have the victory. 
because that week of mid-October 2016, um, polls were that about on average 11% chance that he would win the election. Yeah, wow, wow. Well, God sure used you in a mighty way and everything, that whole prophetic word that you gave him, I mean, it was, it was God and it has come to pass. And I think there's still part of that, George, that's going to continue, you know? Um, so I don't want to get into all the politics of all of that, but you know, I mean, it's, it's still unfolding, but that was a powerful word. The prophetic voice is going to become more um, influential yeah. in the days ahead. And so we need to, to do our part, to stay in his presence, to, um, stay surrendered and yielded, growing in discerning the voice of the Lord in all the different ways that he speaks, and then be bold, even to the point of death, to speak the word of the Lord. And we have such uh, faith heroes in the word of God, uh, time and time again, of, of Joseph and Daniel and so many, let alone our Savior, Jesus, of, of calling the truth what it is and, and to stand up in this day and age to to not allow evil to be called good and good be called evil. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. You know, the Lord told me he was separating the wheat and the tares, but he was starting in the church, <laughs> you know, because there's a lot that needs weeded out. And I think, you know, scripture talks about the great falling away. And I think, you know, we're beginning to see that, you know, there's many that are just really walking away from the faith, you know. Yes. But. Yeah, a few weeks ago, we had uh, Dr. Etchen Blom, a graduate of our school, sharing with our doctoral class, and he was speaking from Ezekiel 34, I believe it is, about the sheep even being separated from the sheep. And boy, are we seeing that yeah. in this time, even within the church, you know, there's too much division, um, even in families, in society, uh, political sides, vax, no vax, etc. But even within the church, of, of the sheep being separated from the sheep. And it's really a time for us to allow the Holy Spirit to do some soul searching in us to repent of everything we need to repent of and just to really develop a lifestyle of repentance uh, in our own lives. And how can we expect revival on a mass scale if we don't have revival in our own hearts burning passionately? And we love from our school, you know, we have schools in English, um, Canada, uh, South America in Spanish, uh, school in Thailand and Myanmar. And we pull in, the Lord pulls in people from different streams, different backgrounds. So we have some really lively discussions, but it's encountering the beauty of his holiness through different cultures and different facets of his creations in the ethnos or the people groups. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and you know, I've mentioned this several times, but I like to take communion. I mean, it's really how the Lord began teaching me, I don't know, probably 1998 or something, <clears throat> but was to take, he said, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood daily and to anoint my forehead. And, you know, in doing that, I mean, it's just so personal. And, and I always ask the Lord to show me what there is in me that's not of him, you know. <laughs> Thank God he didn't show me everything all at once. I would have collapsed, but you know, but, but it really, you look at yourself, you know, and then uh, and, and let the Lord reveal that to you and repent of it. And then, you know, repenting is not doing it again. You know? But, but I think that's really part of, you know, how we stay in that place with the Lord, you know, yes. and stay in that place of resting in him. It's so important now, especially, I think, to rest in the Lord. But, you know, you uh, mentioned that you wrote a book you have that message about uh president trump in your book so what what is your book george it's called into the unknown it only took me uh 60 years to write <laughs> <laughs> into and the i'm working on a, another book but it, it kind of shows of um my early childhood the great family that i grew up in the trials um the pitfalls that i created in my own life and encountered from the enemy or sometimes others but just of, of walking with the Lord and uh, trusting in him and being um, prepared to take, take risk. You know, um, we read, you know, Hebrews eleven six 6 talks about without um, 
faith, it's impossible to please God, that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And many people don't want to know about that scripture. I think it's in uh, Romans that talks about it. It might be in chapter 14. Anything that's not done in faith is sin. Yeah. And so it's like, Lord, help me to move in faith to please you, to bring joy to your heart, to see you smile every day continually, um, but also help me to to not do anything that's not done in faith. And that really helps fight the, the fear, doubt, and unbelief, and the confusion, and to, like we read in the book of James, to have to be single-minded in all things, for a double-minded man achieves nothing. Yeah, that's really important, you know. Can you hold your book up again? I want to people to see that sure. and and then tell us okay into the unknown how if somebody wants to purchase that how can they do that oh yes and uh it has many miracles um major miracles of deaf blind hearing prophesying to president trump one of our students in our school is a major fashion designer in dominican republic and you know he was catholic most of his life really hungry for the truth and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power that comes with the Holy Spirit. And so he was at a fashion show in Madrid, Spain, and the Lord spoke to him, I'm going to use you to win the president of Dominican Republic to Jesus. Yeah. And he said, but how, Lord? And in the vision, the president, after he received Jesus while he was in Spain, hugged uh, Hippolyto uh, three times. And so Hippolyto waited on the Lord, and a few months later, there was a reception. He goes up to the president. They didn't know each other from the past at all, and um, witnessed to him, shared the gospel message. The president received Jesus, and he hugged Hippolyto three times, just like the Lord showed him. Yeah. And uh, just a lot of testimonies like that of how being available helps open the doors and the gates of heaven. And we need to remember that every moment, Bob taught, taught me this, every moment is a doorway or a gateway or a portal to eternity. Mm -hmm. And that we're in both of these, we're bilocational, we're in eternity now. We see what the Lord is doing up there in the, in the blue skies and the, the dimensions of his glory. And we bring that to, to earth. That's why we're still here. We're only here, each of us by his grace. So they can get the book on our, our website, cmm.world slash store. And we have it available there. And if you order through uh, Good News Express, um, mention that and I'll be sure to sign, you know, give me your name and I'll, I'll give you a prophetic word and write it in the book. Wow. Okay. Well, it will probably be best if they order from you. Uh, so what is it again? CMM? dot world dot forward slash store okay. okay okay we'll have that posted and and now if somebody wants to reach you like um just to learn more about how they could get into missions or if they want to get into the college of theology how would they reach you what would what email address would they use for that sure they can use office at cmm.world okay and for our school, our CMM College of Theology, we're now taking applications. This will be our 15th year uh, that we're in. They can email info at cmmtheology.org. And that website is cmmtheology.org. And we have schools around the world. It's fully online, has been for over 10 years, the Lord showed us to prepare for the future for the lockdowns or whatever may come and do it all online. So it's all online around the world, people from different streams, backgrounds in, in a revelatory experiential um, classroom environment, like a, like a yeshiva in, in old Israel of ironing, sharpening iron. And, and we teach people not necessarily what to think, but to develop critical thinking skills so they learn how to think and how to dig in the word. And we've had many pastors in ministry for 10, 20, some even 30 years who went to seminary before, but they come to our school, they may have hit a, a dry season or a plateau, or they're just hungry for more of the Lord. And their whole ministry, their life is, is reinvigorated, refired for the days ahead. So it's exciting times. And we also ordain people 
Uh, we have uh, hundreds of people across the US and many nations around the world and outposts. So we have a CMM oasis, which is a, a watering hole in the spirit to come together as people are strategically placed around the world, right in the perfect will of the Lord, but they're looking for uh, connectivity and, and friendship and, and fellowship. So we celebrate each other that way. Yeah. You know, I was thinking you were really a forerunner of this with the, the Zoom because, you know, I mean, once everything went into lockdown, it didn't affect you. Everybody else was scurrying to figure out how to do something. You already had it in place, right? Yes. And now we're working <clears throat> on downloading things and trying to get them out there of all types of um, College of Theology curriculum and material, but also um, discipleship materials, all kinds of ebooks that can be downloaded in this season um, in different countries, nations, regions around the world, in case we lose the internet or the power grid for a period of time. So we're continually asking for, for prayers, insight and prophetic uh, words and revelation of how do we prepare for what's coming next? Because as Bob used to say, it is still true. We ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So, oh, wow. We could talk for hours. I'm sure you've got tons more to say, but I think we're going to have to wrap it up for, for this time, George, but we'd love to have you come back another time. Um, but would you, uh, would you bless us in prayer? Because I think there's a lot of hungry people around the world that you know can truly, I know they will benefit from just hearing what you're saying, but you know, maybe you could give a father's blessing to the listeners. Yes, thank you so much, Bonnie, and we want to have you back in our uh, CMM Zoom meetings, too, sometime uh, when your schedule permits. So, Father God, we just thank you for each moment. Lord, we bless each one hearing and seeing this broadcast, Father, and we just speak for your Holy Spirit love invasion into their hearts, their families, their homes, their jobs, their ministries, Lord, that you are moving, you are unstoppable, you are limitless, and you are a fount of, of fresh water, a fresh breath, a holy ruach, the breath of God is breathing on them. Even some are feeling your Holy Spirit breath even right now. And we just thank you that you are the rose of Sharon, Jesus. And we just thank you for the heroes of the faith the great cloud of witnesses that have gone on before us, Lord, those ancestors, friends, relatives, uh, Bob, uh, many great preachers, Lord, that are cheering us on as that veil uh, between heaven and earth is getting thinner and thinner as heaven is invading earth. And we thank you for testimonies of, of healing. I speak uh, just divine health and illumination, invigoration into those needing a physical healing touch right now, the compassion of Jesus flowing through every cell in your being. And Father, we just thank you for, for your peace and your comfort by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, that even those that don't know you would have their hearts softened and melted in your presence, Lord, and would receive you. We thank you for millions, even billions coming to you, Jesus, in these days. And Father, we just say, bless each one. We speak the Father's blessing over each one, Father, of how perfectly, how holy, how fully, how beautifully and joyfully you love them, each of us, right where we are, Father, in Jesus' mighty holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, George. Thank you. Just, and we'll stay with us for a minute, but, you know, it's just been awesome to hear a lot about your life and, and about the ministry that God has called you to. And, and like Bob said, you ain't seen nothing yet. You know, there's so much more, you know, it's such fertile seed that you're sowing and have been sowing and God just continues to bless you. And I just uh, appreciate you and Anna and your team and, and all that you have done and continue to do. I, I just, uh, you know, Oh, Barney, I, I forgot to mention, we have on our website, cmm.world, requests for ministry. Like if anybody around the world wants a prophetic ministry, we have the most awesome anointed teams, uh, experienced and loving 
to do prophetic ministry online. And we saw have healing teams too. So they go to the website and do requests for ministry and okay. just fill that in and somebody will be in touch. That's really important. That's, that's awesome. I'm glad you do that. Thank you. Thank you. Because most of the time you have to go somewhere, you know, <clears throat> for somebody to pray for you. So that's really awesome. Thank you. Um, and, you know, while you were praying, um, the Lord quickened to me uh, the word leukemia. So I really feel that there's somebody watching this program that has leukemia and God wants to heal you. So we just release that word of healing now to you. We just say leukemia must leave your body now and it cannot return. We cut off all of all the works of the enemy that's come against you. And we just cut off that leukemia and we declare and decree pure, full health to you by the blood of Jesus, totally restored in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I was seeing like an hourglass turn over uh -huh. as the tide has been turned and the healing is here now for that person. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. Well, we just thank you for joining our program today and um, just want to remind you, just like George, see, George was an ordinary boy to start with, but God has used him mightily. And in the same way, he either is or will be using you. It's a matter of you connecting yourself to, to the Lord and saying, yes, Lord, send me. But we would love to hear your testimony, what the Lord has done and is doing in your life, because everybody's testimony is important. And if you'd like to, <clears throat> excuse me, be a part of the Good News Express, just um, go to our website, didyoulearntolove.org, and click on the Good News Express, and it'll give you an application. Send that to us, and we'll get in touch with you, because we want to hear how the good news has affected you. So till next time, be blessed, and we will see you later. We hope that today's testimony has both glorified God and implanted the seed of a new perspective of his love for you. If you are wondering, how can I get my testimony on board the Good News Express? Simply go to our website at didyoulearntolove.org and click on the link for the Good News Express. It will take you to the easy to fill out application page. Once you're finished, click Submit.